Welcome to Disability Matters with your host, Joyce Bender. All comments, views, and opinions expressed on this show are solely those of the host, guest, and callers. Now the host of Disability Matters, here's Joyce Bender. Welcome to the show, everyone. Hope you're having a great day. So excited about our show today. I really am because, well, sadly, there aren't enough people like him. When you meet someone at the executive level in a company that makes a commitment from the top down to employ people with disabilities, it just makes all the difference. And to find someone that you don't have to spend a year trying to tell them why this would be beneficial is even more amazing. And I want to tell you, he is the real deal. He is genuinely a good person. He is Steve Van White, the Executive Vice President and Head of Technology and Operations for the PNC Financial Services Group. Steve, welcome to the show. All right, well, for our listeners across the country, how about if you start by telling them about your background in the Netherlands and why you moved to the U.S.? Yeah, sure, Joyce. Well, you know, I'm a second-generation American um, with 100% Dutch blood um, pumping through my my veins, and uh, I ended up moving to the Netherlands during the course of my career. So although I didn't grow up in the Netherlands, so we, by circumstance of the career, ended up um, in Netherlands, where my my kids had an opportunity to grow up um, with great exposure to uh, to many cultures. And we we traveled extensively while we were in in the Netherlands, and my kids end up, you know, visiting over 30 different um, countries. Um, from a professional perspective, I'm a, I'm a technologist uh, from most of my career, um, and I work primarily, you know, in the financial services industry, working for Morgan Stanley and ING, and now, as you mentioned, my current role is the head of technology and operations at PNC right here in Pittsburgh. Now, we lived in the in the Netherlands for for about seven years, and uh, we lived in a in a city called Wassenaar, which is just outside of Amsterdam. And while I was there, I, I headed up technology and operations for ING. And at that time, um, we had you know offices in 52 different countries, which really gave me a great, unique perspective of the, the various different cultures that are out there and the different ways um, of working. So it was a it was a great learning experience, not only um, for uh, for myself but um, for my family as well. My, so my kids went to uh, an international school um, in the Netherlands, and what's really unique there is for school competitions, they end up competing with other um, international schools in countries throughout Europe and uh, Africa and then into Asia. And so our, our kids got to travel throughout uh, you know, Europe and into other um, continents just through um, you know, sports and competition through the school. So it was a, an amazing, you know, growing experience for, uh, for us, um, as I said, both from a professional perspective and uh, on a family basis. But, you know, um, we came back to the States because um, my wife and I became empty nesters in Europe. And uh, our kids came back to the States to attend university. Um, so we needed to move back to the States and be closer to our kids who all now live in, um, in Chicago. And so to be honest, uh, Joyce, uh, Pittsburgh was, was close, but not too close. And uh, it ended up being a great place for us to uh, re-enter back into the United States. Well, we're certainly glad to have you as a Pittsburgher here in our great city, Steve, and I'm sure that you've noticed how friendly everyone is. 
Yeah, it's a great community to uh, to be um, involved in, and that was one of the you know reasons that we ended up moving here because my uh, we had not been to Pittsburgh um, you know in our in, in our lives or had the opportunity to even visit Pennsylvania. But when we um, you know came onto the opportunity to to join um, the family here at PNC and uh, the family and community here in Pittsburgh. Um, you know, my wife really found it to be a quite a special place, and she she volunteers extensively in the community. We love uh, PNC or the uh, Pittsburgh sports. We'll be at the uh, um, at the Pirates game this evening, and uh, the community really has embraced us as well. So it's a it's a wonderful place to be. Yes, and anyone that knows me knows I am like obsessed with the Pittsburgh Pirates, and PNC Park is the most accessible stadium in the United States, and certainly beautiful. So uh, I'm a big fan of Andrea Corelli and all of those at PNC that worked that uh, worked on this to give us that beautiful park. So I'm sure that you've seen it many times, but have a nice time this evening. But what I wanted to do is I wanted to talk for a minute about PNC and your role at PNC um, and, and how large the organization is and, you know, just the scope of your responsibilities, uh, just so everyone will get a good idea for what you do. Yeah, well, you know, well, PNC, I guess, depending on how you, you measure us, it's, it's the fifth largest bank in the United States. Um, we have 52,000 um, employees um, in over 180 different um, locations. So we're in a fairly large organization. You know, PNC serves both individual and commercial businesses, you know, with a full suite of financial services, helping our customers achieve their um, ultimate financial ambitions. And so we're quite proud of kind of the, what we call our Main Street approach to our services. Uh, we, we try to be local in our markets and make sure we, we understand our customers and uh, you know what their financial dreams are. Um, I'm responsible for all of technology and operations. So for technology, you know, that covers everything from, you know, the online banking environments that you, that you log on to, to the technologies you see um, when you go visit a branch, um, to our data centers and our data networks, the ATMs that you go um, and, uh, and deposit or get money out of, and cybersecurity. So it's a, it's a broad group of uh, responsibilities from a technology point of view. Um, but from an operations point of view, we also um, we take care of everything that kind of what we call runs in our, in our back office. So when you make a deposit, you know, we help make that, uh, that process take place. When you open a, a new account, we're the ones that process the application, loan application. So if you, uh, if you process a loan for a new home or a new car or a boat, we're, we're in the back office making sure that that all takes place. We make sure you get your statements on a monthly basis, fraud management, and more and more. So, it's a it's a, a, a you know a lot of fun what we what we get to do, and I really really enjoy it. And what what's really um, special is that I have eleven thousand people um, that report up to me, and every single one of them, you know, help make PNC a very special place to uh, to work. So, uh, it's a great a great family to be a part of, and PNC has a a wonderful you know family kind of Midwest culture. Um, uh, about it, uh, even though it's in the financial services industry, which sometimes has a reputation of, uh, of being not so, um, let's say, family-oriented, PNC is quite unique, and we have a very, um, you know, strong culture that differentiate ourselves, and I think it, 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 you know, bleeds over into how we treat our customers as well. I agree with you, and I must say that in this region, anytime you go to any event, 
uh, a charitable event, something giving back, PNC is always there. And PNC is, the, just as you described it, it, it's not, you know, it's not like, um, oh, shall I, cold in any way. You know, it's a family. The pe- the people are so nice at PNC. Uh, so I, I agree with you 100%. Well, Steve, actually, you didn't know this, but guess what? I was at the White House yesterday, and I get to tell everyone about this most astonishing thing that you did and that happened to me, which is that when I started Bender Consulting Services, over 21 years ago, I thought, how am I going to do this? How will I do this? A for-profit company that focuses on the search and recruitment of people with disabilities trained in IT, finance, accounting, human resources, all these areas. And so I thought, you know what? I'm going to go to one of my customers. So I went to Blue Cross of Western Pennsylvania, and I met with the CEO, Bill Lowry, and I told him that I wanted to start this company, but to do that, I would need six people brought on board through my company as consultants and kept for three years, which is an unbelievable request in 1995. And Highmark, it only took one day for them to say yes. And as a matter of fact, thank you, Highmark, because Highmark is one of the sponsors of this radio show. Um, But that's how we got started. So I told this story to Steve at PNC in his office, and this is exactly what happened. You know what, Joyce, I'm going to beat that. I'm going to tell you right now, I will bring aboard eight people here at PNC now. Wow, I never had that happen in my life. And anyone I tell this story to says, that's what I call being serious about hiring people with disabilities and being a great leader. So I just want to say how much you impressed me um, and in behalf of the 54 million Americans living with disabilities, 70% not part of the workforce, thank you so much for your leadership because it makes such a difference when it comes from the top. Well, I mean, thank you, Joyce, but there's no, no need to thank because uh, I think what we do um, is, is smart business, to, uh, to be honest with you, because, um, you know, at, at PNC, we believe, you know, diversity and creating an inclusive environment is a, is a business imperative. It is, it is how we are going to uh, be able to compete. And it's something that just does not happen on its own, right? Uh, you, you have to be very intentional about making um, it happen. And, and we understand that, you know, we'll only field the best performing team by creating an opportunity for diversity in all its forms. And uh, in, in our view, diversity takes all sorts of different forms, including diversity of thought and diversity of experience and obviously diversity of abilities. And, and then you need to, you know, allow that to inform and enhance your thinking on how we go about, you know, solving problems every single day and going about our, our daily activities. And, and so we want to recruit and retain, you know, team members from all sorts of different points of view. And we, we, we want people that come from all sorts of different walks of life and then create an environment where their voices make a difference 
and it allows us then to tap into this kind of wisdom of many, right? And when you have people from all sorts of different perspectives and all sorts of different uh, abilities and capabilities um, and ethnical backgrounds and different cultures and able to then allow them for their voice to be heard, it truly makes uh, incredible difference. And we just really highly value the contribution that our team members make, um, you know, with disabilities. They're always highly motivated, hardworking, you know, they're true assets, they're punctual, uh, you know, they're, they're there with enthusiasm and, uh, and always there um, to, to add, add value. So they're a true asset to our, to our teams. And we get great value from their contribution as well as their unique perspective because they have a unique point of view that we really like to, you know, to tap into. And it helps us look at business challenges that we face every single day from a little different perspective. And that's exactly what we want. And, you know, we, we help help foster that kind of environment where they believe, you know, where they, they can make a difference. And, you know, they believe in, you know, their ability to speak up by, you know, creating what we call employee resource groups. We have resource groups within PNC that are um, where our team members of like demographics can come together to support each other. And we have them from, you know, people of color to our to our female, um, you know, uh, employee resource group. And then we have one, you know, dedicated to people um, with uh, um, disabilities. And I'm the co-executive sponsor um, of our employee resource group for our team members with, with special um, capabilities. And we have over 560 members in the, uh, in the group um, that support each other and help ensure um, that we're creating an environment that allows them to excel and to, to make a difference. And this, this is really quite a, a special thing, I think, that we do for our, um, our team members. And we support all sorts of very specific teams under that umbrella for, for people with autism to diabetes to physical impairment and visual impairment and hearing impairment and others. And so it's just a wonderful thing to allow our people to, uh, you know, obviously self-identify themselves with uh, particular, um, you know, disabilities and for us to be able to provide that kind of support that allows them to not only, you know, excel, but to be able to, you know, let their voice be heard and make a difference. And so, you know, Joyce, you, you mentioned, you know, thank you and everything else, but bottom line, um, it is just good business, right? It's good business for our own employees, for our customers and the communities, you know, where we live. And uh, we just think it's the right thing to do. So uh, it's it comes natural to us because of that. So, but, you know, we we really appreciate your involvement in it as well and the support that you provide us. Well, thank you. But you know what, Steve? It's a person like you doing this that will change lives for people with disabilities. And we're going to talk more about that when we come back. If you just joined, we're talking to Steve Van Wyk, the Executive Vice President and Head of Technology and Operations for the PNC Financial Services Group. This is Joyce Bender, America's Voice, where disability matters at Voice America. Dot com. Don't go away. We'll be right back. Streaming live. The leader in Internet talk radio. VoiceAmerica.com Since 1985, Bender Consulting Services has served as a national leader in advancing employment of people with disabilities, including veterans with disabilities, with private sector companies, and federal government agencies. 
Bender assists customers with achieving their diversity and workforce inclusion initiatives by tapping into a talent pool of individuals seeking professional positions, including those in the STEM fields. In addition, Bender services include disability employment consulting, training and technology accessibility through their high-test line of service. For more information, please visit www.benderconsult.com. Hi, I'm Greg Grunberg from the TV show Heroes. One of my personal heroes is my son, who, like more than 3 million Americans, has epilepsy. When someone with epilepsy is having a seizure, their brain is temporarily producing more electricity than their body can handle. They can shake or stare or fall down. They can also even briefly lose consciousness. If you see someone having a seizure, please make sure they're comfortable and safe. And within a few minutes or less, the electrical overload will stop and they will be okay. To learn more, visit epilepsyfoundation.org. Thank you. Get the news on our shows and other happenings by following us on Twitter. Find us at VoiceAmericaTRN or Twitter.com forward slash VoiceAmericaTRN. News. Opinion. Your voice counts. Call toll-free 1-866-472-5787. 1-866-472-5787. VoiceAmerica.com. If you have a question or comment, call in toll-free at 1-866-472-5788. Now, please welcome back the host of Disability Matters. Here's Joy Spender. Welcome back to the show. We are talking today to my guest, Steve Van Wyck, Executive Vice President and Head of Technology and Operations for the PNC Financial Services Group. A special thanks to Covestro the other sponsor of our radio show. So Highmark and Covestro are helping me make such a difference. Hey, Steve, when we were talking before we went to break about um, your role in hiring people with disabilities, I do have a question I didn't get to ask. You know, as I told you before, and as all of my listeners know, we are the largest group unemployed in the United States. Uh, my question is, why do you think companies are not doing this? Why do you think that is? You're, you're open. Others aren't. Why do you think that? Well, you know, Joyce, you, you are, you're the expert at, um, on this topic, and I know, uh, you, you know, you know more than, than I'll ever um, probably, um, you know, learn. But I, I know enough to realize that there are many facets to, uh, to this dilemma. You know, first, um, I don't think companies know how to get started, and to be honest with you, in the process of recruiting people and creating an inclusive environment. And um, I don't think they really know where to begin. And there are many misconceptions uh, that are, you know, um, unfounded and, uh, and not founded in facts. Um, but there's great companies like yours, Joyce, um, that, are, that are helping make a difference here. And I think uh, there's where there's a, a great opportunity. So, um, you know, employers, you know, are just not educated with regards to, you know, the accommodations that might be necessary. Um, you know, they can struggle with matching team members um, with disabilities to, you know, roles where they're going to be most um, successful. Um, and, you know, one thing, one of the other things that we find as a challenge, even once you, you know, are able to bring in 
um, uh, a talented individual with uh, with disabilities that sometimes people are reluctant to to self-identify, um, which does not always give us the opportunity to provide the necessary accommodations to to help. And we've been trying to use our resource group to encourage you know people to to trust and to uh, to self-identify so that we can create the kind of situation and the environment to make the, the accommodations to make sure that they um, are truly successful. So we need to create those open, trusting environments that foster an environment where people feel comfortable to discuss um, their, their disability. And then I, it's, it's like what I tell my kids. It's also getting, you know, the right, um, you know, education. So we need to make sure that we're continually helping our population of uh, people in the United States with disabilities and getting the right training and the right and the right skills, uh, because uh, we want to make sure that we're matching up with uh, the kind of demand that we have and the kind of roles and the skills that we uh, we need in an organization like like PNC. So, you know, so Joyce, so bottom line, you know, businesses need to reach out and create partnerships, in my viewpoint, with with companies like yours, and to to break down those barriers. To, to debunk all the myths and uncertainties and to demonstrate and to realize that there's a tremendous untapped population of very talented people that can provide your company a, uh, an advantage. And without taking that first step, without uh, you know, reaching out and creating that, that partnership, um, I think it's just too easy to, uh, to let the status quo continue on. And it's a shame that more don't uh, take advantage of the kind of uh, services and resources that your company provides. Well, you know, I thank you very much, and I hope, I will say that as you hire people, any company, I tell them, when you hire people with disabilities, you start seeing other people self-identify. That, that's just the way it is. That's the way it works. So you will be that one company that really moved forward in that area. But, hey, I see we have a caller on the line, Peggy Beam Jelly, CEO of the Epilepsy Foundation of Western and Central PA. Peggy, are you on the line? I am here, Joyce. Thank you so much. And how are you today, Peggy? I'm great, Joyce. How are you? Good. I am having great. a great time hearing you and your guest. Well, thank you. Thank you. So, do you have uh, a question or a comment for our guest? Um, I have, I guess I have a, a comment that kind of piggybacks on um, uh, what you folks are talking about. Um, just want to say thank you. And, um, you, you know, one of the, I'm so blessed to live in Pittsburgh and be working in Pittsburgh and be working with PNC. Um, and, you know, one of the things that PNC Bank does, not just for employees who have disabilities, but for all of their employees, and I think it kind of goes to creating that environment um, that you were just talking about in terms of making it a welcoming environment, an environment where people feel safe, is the PNC Enables Lunch and Learn program. Um, and I don't, you know, kind of a low-key thing that most people probably aren't aware of, but, you know, PNC invites organizations like the Epilepsy Foundation to um, do a conference call program and, and um Anybody in the entire country that's part of PNC Bank can call in and listen to the presentation. And, you know, computers are great and technology is so wonderful. We can share our presentations just to learn about a disability, you know, and they do it, I think, once a month. Um, and it's just a phenomenal program. Um, so not just for 
their supervisors or not just for their human services people, but I think probably anybody in the bank system or anybody in the PNC family is invited to participate in that. And that's such a phenomenal thing that helps everybody in, in the company learn about disabilities and become more comfortable. And it gives people who have, a, have questions a chance to ask questions in a really safe environment. And I just want to congratulate PNC for doing that and thank them for doing that for not just epilepsy but for everybody. And, and we've certainly been proud to be a part of that program. And I just wanted to call and say thank you so much for that. Well, uh, thank you, Peggy, and thank you for your comments. Uh, the, the PNC Enables that you mentioned is our employee, um, you know, resource group for, um, you know, all of our employees um, with disabilities. But you're, but you're right. What's really great about it is that um, we have a lot of people that, that join just so that they can be aware of, uh, you know, what the, the struggles some of our employees face um, with regards to uh, being accommodating um, and, uh, and allows them to be um, better at uh, creating an environment that is conducive. Uh, to our um, employees with, with disabilities. So these, these lunch and learns, um, you know, we have a lot of internal events as well that, uh, that help our employees uh, come together and support each other um, and, you know, become a lot more aware of uh, exactly how we can create an environment where you know, all of our employees can, can, can excel. And uh, opening it up to the outside, you know, Joyce, I know you were, you were there not that long ago and came in and, and shared your perspective. We have panelists that, uh, that come in and, uh, and speak, you know, with regards to some of the, the things that we can do to get uh, better in this space because we know we can always learn as well. And uh, it does create that kind of uh, open, trusting environment um, that really, um, you know, makes BNC a great place to work. So, so thank you, Peggy. I appreciate the comment. Well, thank you. And, and it's just such a – you folks are just such a phenomenal corporate example and, and corporate neighbor and partner, and, and we really do appreciate everything that you do for, again, not just the Epilepsy Foundation but for the entire disability community. So I just wanted to call in and say thank you, and always, always, always thank you, Joyce, for everything that you do for all of us. Absolutely. So. And you know, Steve, as a woman living with epilepsy, of course – this is very important to me, so I uh, will also thank you for all you've done to help us. And, Peggy, you keep leading the charge. <laughs> well, thank you, Joyce. I will be here. All right. Thank Have a great day, and thanks for calling in. Day. Thank you. Uh-huh. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. You know, and with something like that, you can make a difference. That, that is a fact. You can make a difference just with what you're doing there, Steve. And you know when you were talking about the culture of your company, I know your CEO, Bill Demchek, uh, and I've met him several times, and I know he is very open to employing people with disabilities and has, has been at events that I spoke at. And my question is, when you work at a company and you have a CEO like that, does it make it easier uh, for the leadership to move forward in an area like this? Uh, there's no doubt. And, and you mentioned um, Bill's a, a great advocate um, for, uh, you know, hiring um, people with disabilities and, uh, you know, has a, a lot of, uh, you know, personal background in, the, in this space. And there's no doubt that the tone at the top makes a huge difference 
um, difference. And when when you have that type of support, I don't know you're you're so far more willing to take the risk, and uh, you know that you might not otherwise feel comfortable doing. And when you know that you got that that coverage and that kind of support at the top, um, you feel empowered, right? You, you're able to uh, to be intentional about the approach to go out and hire team members with disabilities and uh, make the necessary um, accommodations. And and when it, what's really great about that then is when it doesn't work because you know it doesn't always go perfect. And uh, we have to realize that there are you know some bumps and bruises and learning um, that you that you always go through um, with this kind of venture. Um, but you know when it, it doesn't work out, uh, you you know that uh, you got that support and you you talk about it openly. You know we talk about what went wrong and then we know that we can always get better, as I mentioned before. But when you have that kind of openness and embracing for what we're out to accomplish, uh, you, you know you have that kind of air cover and that uh, you know support that's necessary. And and when you mentioned you know the commitment um, that I made when you were you were in my office and and uh, and you know are, are quick to to get started and really want to uh, to demonstrate you know just how much we want to uh, support this um, activity. Um, it's because of of you know Bill and his uh, his open um, you know you know kind of receptive kind of environment that he's created here um, that really makes this this happen. So I'm I'm only um, getting to to carry out the empowerment that he's given us and our ability to uh, to respond here. So the tone at the top makes all the difference and really has uh, allowed us to uh, to move forward in all the things that we've been doing. Yeah, my hat's off to him. He's a great man. And uh, he he has really put a lot of time that others would not in this area. So, uh, you know, just as you said, that makes such a, such a difference at a company. So we were talking about the Netherlands. I have a question for you. Um, what, what is it like in the Netherlands when it comes to the employment of people with disabilities? You know, I believe, you know, in, in Europe in general, and in particular the Netherlands, uh, there's a, a more receptive kind of uh, environment for employing people with, with disabilities. I just think that they're a little further along um, than we are. There, there are a number of reasons um, that I think the Netherlands, you know, first of all, spends, you know, far more than most countries on disability benefits. So when you look at the kind of benefits in, you know, kind of the social kind of environment in the Netherlands, you find that there's a lot more for, uh, for um, you know, employing people with disabilities. There's obviously the universal um, health care um, that exists in uh, and then Netherlands, and then there's many policies that, that benefit um, employees. You know, particularly disabilities, um, including um, you know sick leave kind of benefits that uh, that really make it more accommodating for uh, for those people um, that that need to take advantage of those kind of opportunities. Um, you know, and be gainfully employed on a regular basis. So the Netherlands just does, I think, a better job of kind of being more more receptive. And in general, I found it more um, accepting, you know, and, and, and the team members more willing to be open about their, their disabilities. They're just more apt to self-identify, as I mentioned, and, uh, and people around them more, you know, accommodating um, just in, in general. And there's a, a number of stories that I could, I could share with you, but I thought I'd share, you know, one quick one. I, I had an individual that worked directly for me. So I'm the, I was the head of technology and operations. We, you know, we had um, probably over 20,000 people in the organization that worked for me there. And I had a, a person that worked directly for me who was vision um, impaired. And, uh, you know, we obviously had a number of accommodations that we provided um, to make sure um, we were, you know, not allowing his disability to become an impediment. But it was, it was interesting, the fact that it was just the opposite. I mean, 
you know, his other skills, um, you know, really set him uh, apart in my viewpoint. They were so sharp that he was, he was one of our, our, our top performers. And I was, I was always so humbled, to be honest with you, with his, his ability to, uh, to memorize an entire deck um, before a meeting. Um, and then come to the meeting so prepared to go page by page with regards to what's in every, you know, page of the deck while the rest of us were fumbling around, you know, from, from page to page. And, uh, but the receptiveness of, of that kind of, uh, um, you know, individual that could rise all the way to, uh, to the top. In fact, um, when I decided to leave um, ING, um, this individual be- became my successor. Um, and runs all of technology and operations um, at uh, at ING. So that, that receptiveness and that demonstration of uh, of how people can succeed in an environment. So not only um, you know contribute, but to excel and to rise to the top of the organization. Um, I think is symbolic of an environment um, that is is a little more receptive than what we find down here in the U.S. Wow, what a great story that is, though. That is a great story. Uh, you know, what, what happened to him. That's great. By the way, I should mention that you, when I said you're making a difference, yesterday uh, PNC extended an offer uh, in IT to a Java developer that will work in Cleveland who is a person with a disability from our firm. So you're already making a difference, Steve. I always say when you get a job, it gives you dignity. It gives you respect. It gives you what everyone else in America has. So uh, thank you, and I tell that story because I want all of our listeners to know this isn't just talk. This is the real deal. And, and hey, oh, I see we have another caller on the line, uh, Michael Murray, Chief Operation Officer of the American Association of People with Disabilities, the national organization located in Washington, D.C., the most powerful in the disability arena. Michael, are you on the line? I am, Joyce. Can you hear me? I hear you very well, Michael. How are you? Uh, I am outstanding, and uh, I'm I'm so pumped to be on the call with you today. And, uh, and, you know, I always love listening to to your show, Joyce. You do such an amazing job. But I also really... Love Steve. I mean, this guy is rocking it out at PNC, doing amazing stuff. I mean, it's just, uh, it really is awesome. So awesome. I know. Well, he's right um, here on the line if you want to <laughs> talk to him directly. Absolutely, absolutely. So, um, uh, first off, again, you do amazing work, and we're, we're just uh, uh, so proud of that. At AAPD, we're a convener, a connector, and a catalyst for change, increasing the political and economic power of people with disabilities. And so uh, we really focus on, uh, on that piece of convening the disability community, getting folks together, um, and, uh, and, and ensuring that that dignity of a job uh, is is a real opportunity that people can seize, um, and I, I I was just wondering. I guess one of my questions is, uh, have you how do you utilize data um, when you guys are doing all this amazing work to make a difference on how you um, uh, how you do hiring, um, how you figure out whether you're doing a good job, not doing a good job, all of those sorts of things. You know, we talk about self identification, but I think it really points to the bigger piece of how do we utilize data 
um, in order to make sure that we're doing a good job. And I just wonder if you have any insight for, uh, for Joyce's listeners on that. Yeah, so for us, um, it is really trying to make sure that we're putting um, you know, the right individuals into the right roles. And, uh, and you know, when, when we're working with our, our team members with uh, disabilities, that's even more important because we want to make sure that um, we're, we're finding that, that sweet spot where they're going to really be able to um, fully uh, take advantage of all the capabilities that they, they have to deliver. So our data um, really is into, you know, where we find uh, the, the roles that are, um, you know, lining up with different types of, of, of disabilities and, uh, and what accommodations end up helping, um, you know, allowing that individual to succeed. So our data allows us to, to track, you know, uh, the success of, uh, of the individuals, what roles are, um, you know, enjoying and, uh, and how our accommodations that, uh, that, we, uh, that we work on are successful or, or not. So, you know, I mentioned before we're uh, um, very much of a learning organization, so we, we like to use, you know, our, our data and our past experiences to continue to, uh, to get better. And I think our, our data is what really um, kind of helps us, you know, fine-tune our approach of making sure we're um, matching uh, the individuals with the, uh, the right kind of roles. And, and uh, you know, Joyce mentions, uh, you know, uh, you know the, the Java, you know, you know programmer and, uh, and our ability to, you know, to track, you know, those kind of skills as being, you know, a particular area where we know that we're really going to set up the individual for, for sex success is kind of what our, our data helps us with. So that matching, which we've talked about, which is very, very important, um, you know, really comes to, to life when we look at our, our data and how we learn from it. Outstanding. Thank you so much. Thank you so much, Joyce, for, for letting me ask that question. Oh, Michael, thank you for calling in. And, uh, Michael, lead on. Oh, lead on, Joyce. Thank you so much. All righty. That is truly an honor to have uh, AAPD call in, being that they are the group that works with the Hill, the White House, corporations across America, and worked with the USBLN to create the Disability Equality Index. So as I said, Steve, when you do something like this, it really does stand out and make a difference. So um, I think that's probably clear to you from these calls that you're receiving. But you know what, Steve? We have many young people that listen to this show. And, you know, many young people with disabilities are brutally bullied and made fun of and have so many obstacles that they face. And I wondered if you had any message for those young people listening to the show. You know, it's, it's, a, it's a wonderful question and a humbling one to a degree because I know, uh, you know, the, uh, the obstacles that they face and everything else are, are, are more than, you know, many of us uh, realize and, and respect. But, you know, when, when I look at, uh, you know, the, the young individuals that are going through this kind of struggle and, and saying, you know, I always say I just don't minimize the skills that you have to offer, um, obviously, community at large, but you know, offer companies like like PNC. You have tremendous skills, and don't let don't let what you can't get done uh, get in the way of the things that you can do. Right? Find a mentor to uh, to help you know coach you and to hold you accountable, and stay focused on on your goals. Uh, find an organization like Joyce's that can uh, help you, you know, put you in front. Of, uh, of, you know, potential employers, much like um, PNC. And then no matter what the obstacles, um, you know, whatever comes your way, always 
stay positive. And I, I know that's easy to say, but terribly hard to do. But it's that attitude um, is what really many times makes um, the difference, you know, when it comes to an interview or, or capturing, you know, an opportunity or, or making that, that first impression. You know, and so I'm, I'm humbled by the incredible obstacles that many of you have to overcome. Um, but as I said, don't let the things that uh, you, you can control get in your way. And don't let yourself get in your way um, and, uh, and conquer those obstacles. And as I said, don't let what you can get um, done and get in your way. Uh, make sure that you, you, you focus on those things that you can get done. Yes. I always say, you know, You've got to, it's hard, but you've got to believe in yourself. You've got to not give up. And you've got to associate with people that push you in that direction because that does make such a difference. And with that, we're going to go to break before we come back to close the show. This is Joyce Bender, America's Voice, where disability matters at voiceamerica.com. We'll be right back with Steve. Don't go away. Ask the experts. Call toll-free right now, 1-866-472-5787. Hello? And ask our all-star team to answer your question. That's 1-866-472-5787. Thank you for calling. VoiceAmerica.com. Hi, I'm Greg Grunberg from the TV show Heroes. One of my personal heroes is my son, who, like more than three million Americans, has epilepsy. When someone with epilepsy is having a seizure, their brain is temporarily producing more electricity than their body can handle. They can shake or stare or fall down. They can also even briefly lose consciousness. If you see someone having a seizure, please make sure they're comfortable and safe. And within a few minutes or less, the electrical overload will stop and they will be okay. To learn more, visit epilepsyfoundation.org. Thank you. Since 1985, Bender Consulting Services has served as a national leader in advancing employment of people with disabilities, including veterans with disabilities, with private sector companies, and federal government agencies. Bender assists customers with achieving their diversity and workforce inclusion initiatives by tapping into a talent pool of individuals seeking professional positions, including those in the STEM fields. In addition, Bender services include disability employment consulting, training and technology accessibility through their high test line of service. For more information, please visit www.benderconsult.com. Stimulating talk gets those synapses in the brain firing really fast. All the time. The number one internet talk station where your opinion counts. VoiceAmerica.com. If you have a question or comment, call in toll free at 1 866 472 5788. Now, please welcome back the host of Disability Matters. Here's Joy Spender. Hey, welcome back, everyone. We have been talking today to Steve Van Wyke, the Executive Vice President and Head of Technology and Operations at PNC Financial Services Group and someone that is nationally making a difference in the employment of people with disabilities and just a really nice, kind person. Um, I, I just really like him, and I know you would like him if you met him, but I'm sure you do just by hearing what he has done. And, you know, uh, Steve, I told you before, not everyone 
is like you. I wish they were, and then we wouldn't have this astronomically high unemployment for people with disabilities. But when I think about this, I think someone had to impact you in your life or someone that you just look up to, but somebody that has really impacted you. Who would you say is your role model? You know, Joyce, I'm sure when you when you ask you know this question um, of a lot of different people, many of them probably give you an answer of some form of icon that everybody you know immediately recognizes. And uh, and I think I'm going to disappoint you uh, maybe a little bit because you know the people you know to be honest with you, I most admire are the everyday heroes that don't get all the attention, but are out there you know every day you know, making a difference. Uh, many times against, you know, all sorts of, uh, of, you know, odds that are in hurdles that are working, um, you know, against them. And it's, it's your, you know, it's your single parent that's working, you know, two jobs. It's your school teacher helping kids in under, you know, privileged areas or, or kids with, uh, you know, disabilities. And, and people with disabilities are breaking down those barriers and, you know, and making, you know, the, the, the difference. It's, it's that everyday hero. Um, that always inspires me. So I, I get tremendous inspiration out of, uh, out of those people that are, that are making a difference than, than any major icon or any major, you know, celebrity or anybody that, that might be looked at, uh, um, you know, in society in general as, uh, as a hero. Um, to me, it's, it's, that, it's that everyday hero that really makes a difference. And if I'm, you know, modeling my behavior um, uh, off of others, it is those types of people that, uh, that really inspire me and, uh, and help me reflect upon who I am and the, the difference I can make and, uh, and inspire me to, uh, to do the kind of things that, uh, that we do to try to help the community and make a difference. Uh, no, I'm not surprised. I'm not surprised at all, but that, that is... Uh... That is something. That is a very, I don't think anyone in 11 years has said that the way you just did. So that is, uh, as I said, not a surprise. And, you know, when you look at people, Steve, you know, like people you talk about that are these everyday heroes or people you meet that inspire you, um, what, do you what, what traits do you believe they have in common? Yeah, I think that they're they're individuals that uh, are are humble um, in nature. Um, they they um, you know value um, the people that are um, around them. They they're they're you know driven in the way that uh, they you know they have goals and aspirations and dreams and uh, and cling to them and and are are determined to uh, to, to reach them. Um, and so they have a, a, a great balance of, of, you know, I think great personal um, perspectives, but yet ambitions and are able to, to combine them to, uh, together to, uh, to really um, allow them to, to, to drive to ultimately reach their, their goals and their, their aspirations. And they have such a great sense of, of, uh, of you know, family and, uh, and commitment to, to each other and uh, carry, you know, that in such a humble way. And that, I just really appreciate people that they're out there, like I said, getting things done every day without, without having to have all the, the fanfare around them and are, are, are driven to make a difference in, in their lives and the people around them. Yeah, because they're doing it, as you just said, when no one is watching. Exactly. They, right. They're, they're just doing it to do the right thing. Exactly. Uh, well, Steve, 
I wanted to ask you, hey, I have to tell you, I ask everyone this next question, and it appears that it's one of the hardest questions for people to answer, um, but look at you with everything you've done. You, you have already accomplished so much in your life, but what would you say, what would you consider your greatest accomplishment? Well, first of all, I, on a personal level, I would, I would have to say that it would be my uh, 36-year marriage to my, my great wife, Sheila, and uh, my three great kids uh, that I have, Lindsay, Jordan, and, and Cameron. Um, and still on a personal level, I'd say it's keeping true to my faith and my, and my personal walk. So at a personal level, that's how I would answer it. Um, on a professional level, um, I, I would say that uh, it's always been, I guess, my ability to build successful teams. Um, you know, helping a group of, of people from all sorts of backgrounds, you know, to achieve things that they never thought possible, and helping them unleash, you know, their their full potential, has always been something that I'm I'm very proud of. So it's not. You know, on a, on a professional level, any one, you know, accomplishment, it's, it's, it's nothing I can point to from, you know, let's say a major project or a major deliverable or, or something that we, we, you know, where we made an impact on our customers' um, lives. It really comes down to um, the teams that you build, the impact that you make on people that come together and, and realize that sky's the limit, right, in what you can, you can accomplish. And, and when you can leave that kind of legacy, and you can, you know, get people to uh, to aspire to great things that uh, they never thought possible. Um, I think that's what I guess I would be be most proud of. And so, no one particular accomplishment, um, but the legacy that you leave behind by inspiring people to become better by working as one team. Those people that you have, you know, these teams that you've built, and the people you have brought together that have been so successful, are there specific? Uh, traits that you look for that you feel would uh, really help your team move forward? You know, it comes down to um, individuals that have genuine commitments uh, to each other as a, as, as a team um, and aren't always, let's say, so uh, so self-centered with regards to their ambitions and their, their, their goals. And it, you know, it kind of comes back to a little bit of, you know, the hero discussion that we were having earlier, Joyce, with regards to, you know, people that do it um, and don't have to be in the spotlight um, that are there to, uh, you know, support others and, uh, and you know, you know step back and not have to get all the, the applause. You know, I, I look for people that really want to win, but they want to win as a team. Um, they're committed to each other, not only on a professional level, but on a, on a personal level. Um, you know, we try to make sure that, uh, you know, our employees have a, a major commitment to their families. And uh, it's important for us to, uh, to protect that and preserve that and encourage it and support, you know, support them going on their way to do so. But, but then when we work together as an organization, uh, we work together as one team. And uh, no one needs to take the bows. We, we win as one. And when you, when you find people with that kind of attribute, that kind of, uh, you know, perspective, um, you know, you can, you can move mountains and, uh, and accomplish major uh, major things and it's it's the it's the ambitious person that you know is really more self-centered and wants to take all the uh, um, the bows are the people that uh, normally we shy away from and go toward those team spirited individuals that are that are ready to uh, contribute to the team and for the greater of the good yeah wow well before we close the show today with my last question to all of the listeners 
I know that there are going to be many of you saying, oh, I wish so-and-so could have heard this show. Remember, this show is archived at voiceengineersvoiceamerica.com. Voiceamerica.com. And it is also archived on my website, BenderConsult.com. So you can go there and listen, or you can download it from iTunes. So make sure you remember, spread that news so that other people can hear the show. So my last question for you, Steve, is what message do you want to leave with our listeners today? Well, you know, it's an easy one to a degree, uh, Joyce, and that is uh, um, disability does matter. Huh? And uh, obviously the, the overall theme of the overall program, you know, and as, as companies, so if I'm speaking to, uh, you know, other companies out there, you know, we must see the amazing opportunity that exists in hiring and retaining team members with disabilities. Huh? To take advantage of this opportunity, we need to be very intentional about it. It doesn't happen, um, you know, without being very intentional. So find a partner, you know, like Joyce and her team that can help you navigate some of those initial barriers because there's always going to be those, uh, you know, barriers that are going to be, you know, difficult in the beginning, uh, but find a partner that can help you, um, you know, through those barriers and to, to make this intentional step forward. Get your organization to realize that diversity of thought um, and bringing in diverse people and including people with disabilities is a business imperative. It's just not a program. Um, it's just not, you know, to achieve, um, you know, numbers. Um, it is truly what's going to be critical for you to have your company um, to be a success. And it truly does make a, make a difference in making sure that you are you know, identifying and getting that competitive advantage in order to compete in the marketplace. And then for listeners with disabilities, um, Joyce, you know, I, I would say you, you, know, you have true skills that matter, right? And uh, work on them, enhance them, and then go overwhelm that potential employer with that incredible spirit that makes you a winner despite the obstacles that you, you have faced. And, and, and have that confidence in yourself that you can make a difference. And we see it every single uh, day. So, so have that confidence and carry yourself with that confidence. Come in with that, um, that enthusiasm, that bright spirit, um, and demonstrate uh, you know, how you know, that, that attitude will you know, make a big difference in the organizations that, you are, that you're considering. So, uh, so I think that's it, Boyd, uh, Joyce. Wow, that's a great message. And, Steve, thank you. So I know how busy you are, and thank you so much for taking time to be with us today. Uh, it's been an honor and a privilege, Joyce, and thank you for, for what you do. I know the callers that called in, um, obviously, you know, you have a loyal following, and that's because you are making uh, a difference as well. So uh, our hats are off to you. We appreciate um, the support that you um, provide us um, because without you, um, you know, we also would uh, be struggling. So it's your kind of company, the partnership that you bring, um, that really helps us make a difference as well. So, so thank you for all that you do. Thank you. And we end every show with a quote, and today that quote is, the secret of change is to focus all of your energy not on fighting the old, but on building the new, said Socrates. This is Joyce Bender, America's Voice, where disability matters at voiceamerica.com. Talk to you next week.
Voice America would like to thank you for tuning in. Please join us next Tuesday at 11 a.m. Pacific Time for another installment of Disability Matters right here on the Internet Leader and Talk Radio, voiceamerica.com.